This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The invasion of Ukraine, which has driven more than a million refugees to escape their home country, has prompted many people to donate to their cause. But beware of scammers who want to exploit your goodwill. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about this threat is CNET's security guru, Bree Fowler. Welcome, Bree. Thanks for having me. So how prevalent are these scams? Well, this is just kind of the latest scam out there for for phishing people, for cyber criminals. Um, it's just a way to get you to click and to get your information and to get your money. And when did they start appearing? Pretty much right after Russia started invading Ukraine. Um, security researchers saw phishing emails start popping up, asking for help for refugees, even crowdfunding for the Ukrainian military. And then, you know, scam websites started popping up as well. And then, like, how exactly do they work? I don't know if you could sort of dissect the mechanics of how these scams actually you know, part your money away from you? Well, basically, the phishing emails, you know, scammers will send these out by the millions, uh, just hoping one or two people maybe will click on it and, and fall for it. You know, they'll pretend to be a legitimate charity raising money. Uh, they'll get people to go to a scam website where, you know, they'll they'll take their credit card information usually. And uh, how common is it? I mean, this sounds... Well, this sounds absolutely terrible, right? Like literally, as you're saying, like as the as the conflict began, as people started losing their lives or losing their homes, uh, these folks set these things up fairly quickly. Uh, it's almost scary how efficient that is. But how, how common is it for scammers to take advantage of these kinds of global conflicts? It's extremely common. Um, you know, anytime there's a flood, a hurricane, earthquakes, any kind of death and destruction, scammers are more than happy to jump on that. You know, they've got these websites, these, you know, just reams and reams of, of email addresses ready to go. So when something happens, you know, it's it's all about getting that pitch together, you know, creating something that has a sense of urgency that makes people want to click right away and not think about it before they do it. Yeah, that, that sense of urgency aspect. I mean, that's uh, it, it's interesting that you brought that up because it just sort of like it, it plays into the psychological aspect that these scammers are, are pretty smart and savvy when it comes to putting these pitches together, right? Right. And, you know, they've gotten more and more sophisticated. Um, you know, they're using uh, actual native language speakers. A lot of these scams are located offshore, uh, you know, in countries where people may not be native English speakers. And, and in the past, that's made it pretty easy to pick out phishing emails. But, you know, it, they, more and more people are speaking English fluently. It's easy to hire people to, you know, proofread your copy for you. And uh, it, it makes it all the more convincing and people are more apt to fall for stuff like that. Yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit and, and talk about cryptocurrency because that's played a big role in this conflict, right? There's, there's talk that this is sort of the, the first war where cryptocurrency is uh, sort of a major player in terms of you know, particularly for donations to uh, to the relief efforts. I, I'm curious when when considering donating uh, in cryptocurrency, like what are some things to 
look out for or to think about? Well, you really need to know who you're giving your crypto to. Um, you know, unlike credit cards where, you know, you can make a fraud claim and maybe get your money back. If you send crypto, it, it's going to what's, you know, largely an anonymous wallet. You have no idea where your money's being sent. So, you know, while there are legitimate charities out there that will take crypto, you really need to make sure that you're giving it to the right people. No, that's that's good advice. And then I guess what else should people look out for when it comes to scams? Uh, like, are there what what are sort of the the red flags? Well, you know, back to that sense of urgency. Like we see this all the time, where they want people to just click and give without thinking. Um, you know, whether it's the IRS coming for you or you know criminal charges, they're they're playing on your panic and your worry. And, you know, there is a timeliness aspect to giving to Ukraine, but a legitimate charity is it, they're going to take your money tomorrow, too. The, the need is not going away anytime soon. So it, it pays to take a beat, make sure that, you know, you're giving money to a legitimate charity and that you've got the right link for that as well. That's that's a really good point because those uh, and a lot of these scammers just add an extra letter to the URL, right, or the email address and disguise themselves as a legit charity, correct? Exactly. And, and in terms of vetting legitimate charities, like how how does one go about making sure that the charity they're giving to is the right one? Well. Uh, for one thing, we have a great list of charities at, at CNET.com where you can go and click directly. And we vetted all these links and made sure that, you know, both it's the right link and that these are, are good organizations to give your money to. Um, you know, major, major charities, global charities, um, they're already there and they're working, you know, um, things like AmeriCares, Project Hope, um, uh, the world's central kitchen. They're, they're there on the ground, you know, things like Doctors Without Borders. We, we all know who these groups are. And if you stick with them, you really don't have a whole lot to worry about. Got it. And then I guess there are some sites like Charity Navigator to, to kind of help determine how effective some of these charities are, especially as, especially as you go beyond those like better known ones, correct? Right. Yeah, you definitely do your homework. I mean, that that's a great website for kind of figuring out, you know, not just whether a charity is legitimate, but, you know, how much money is actually going to make it to the people who need it. Absolutely. Uh, and just, I guess, lastly, any other basic tips in terms of things to look out for when it comes to these potential scams? Well, you know, just think before you click, think before you give. And, you know, if a site is asking for personal information that you don't think it needs, uh, a charity does not need your social security number. You know, <laughs> um, just just don't do it. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with with waiting, holding back information. Um, you know, it's, it's really better to be safe than sorry. Oh, well, Bree, thank you for your time and your advice. As always, you can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.